Uh-uh. And welcome, one and all, back to another edition of the Dot Comedy Podcast. I am your host, DJ Marcus, and you are joining me live in the Dot Comedy Studios. I'm never alone in these studios. I'm with my boy, Joey LaFaro. Joe, say hello to the people. Hey there, hair, y'all. And Joey, we are not alone at all, man. It's just not just nope. you and me. We have Miss Pretty Funny herself live from the Dot Comedy North Studios, Miss Candace August. Welcome back to the show. Peace up, A-Town Down. That's right, that's right. A-Town Down indeed. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Joey, 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 we are back on the air again, man. It is so good to be back on the Dot Comedy Airways. We're running a little late tonight. Uh, we had a little technical difficulties. Yeah, we are. Uh, we were doing our best to try and uh, bring in our, our our guest, but unfortunately, technical difficulties won. Yes, uh, they are undefeated historically. Technical difficulties won. Dot comedy zero, as per usual. Uh, but you know, <laughs> it's 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 okay, though, Joey. It's okay. You know why it's okay? I blame Apple and Steve uh, Jobs and Ethan Rotten Hell. I blamed Apple for many many problems the world over, Joey, because because Apple's the devil. You know what? You know you know what you know what they're making app in uh in hell, Joey. Genius bars. iPhone. Genius <laughs> bars. They just make they that's what they produce genius bars in hell. Because that is the worst designed place I've ever seen. I'd rather go into a a Samsung store. You ever been in a Samsung store, Joey? Why, why are you? Why? Why are we doing this? That's that's the way you'll get your Samsung from that is Joey. Not how that sounds? That's not. That's not. How, that's not. That's not what we call them. Samsung. Hung. Oh my God! Oh, we're getting we're getting canceled for sure. <laughs> what? What actual Samsung store did you go into? What employee helped you? That sounds like that. Ricky from the Samsung store. You know who you sound like? You sound like that guy who waited on us at Pop. Was it no, not Popeyes? Roy Rogers. <laughs> when did we go to Roy Rogers? Oh. It was like me, you. <laughs> so uh, that was like three. Zach. It was like five years ago. It was, but it was memorable. I think his name was Arthur or something. <laughs> and he stood over, comfort- stood over our table uncomfortably while we ate. Yes, because he kept trying to wipe the table down in between crumbs falling from our chicken. And then he would just say something <laughs> in a in a, a, a unusually deep voice, and then kind of just smile. You guys got everything you need. <laughs> and it's like, no, bitch, we need you away from us. That's what we need. I need, I need space. I need space. I need room. Oh my goodness, Candace, how you doing this week, dear? Good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty good, man. This is, it's a good week, Joey. Is it? It is a good week. You know what week it is? What week is it? It's Mammaries and Oral Week. What? Oh, isn't that what Monday was? Oh, you mean Memorial Day week? Oh, I thought it was Mammaries and Oral Day. I, I'm, I am, I am. Uh, Are you saying Mammaries or Memories? <laughs> it's Mammaries. You know, titties. <laughs> No, that's Tuesday. That t- oh, it's t- like t- Tuesday. No, it's memories and oral it day. It sounds like you're saying some combination of the word memories and memories. So I guess it's memories of titties. I don't know. <laughs> Are we going to memorialize titties? Yes. Yeah, I think actually. <laughs> I'm good with that. Candace, you good yeah. with that? Yeah. <laughs> I have very memorable titties, so yes. <laughs> I'm not going to say you don't. <laughs> 
I'm not going to say you don't. I'm good with that, too. Yes. That so, means I celebrated it properly. That's right. And so did I. <laughs> hey. It was a good Monday. But man, uh, yeah, it was a good weekend, man. And me and Joey got to hang out uh, this this uh, this this three day work, this uh, three day less work week. Um, but we do we we put a car back together. We did in uh in the depths of of uh, DC. In the depths of the city, man. Joey Joey got his first taste of real city life, Candace. Uh, what happened? We were in we were in DC at my grandfather's house. Uh, my family's all from DC, so we we were over there helping my little cousin put his car back together. So now, Joey got the got to bear witness to crackheads. It wasn't uh, my first time off of H Street. Uh, As I told you, I've performed on that street before. Yes, you performed at the hipster doofus in the H Street. I didn't know. I didn't know three blocks off of it, there'd be eighteen cop cars <laughs> in a square block. Yes. Welcome to the project. This shit decided to pop off. Pop off. And we went. We went to get the battery from the from the hardware store or from the, uh, from what is it? An AutoZone. It was AutoZone. Yeah, we went to AutoZone to get the battery after we got it charged, and come back and my cousin's like, "Y'all didn't hear the gunshots outside?" And we, oh my god, what like, gunshots? What are you talking about? She's like, "Yeah." Then her and my daughter come running out the door. They're like, "Yeah, it was it was a it was three loud booms and everybody ran." I'm like, "Y'all decided not to say nothing." I don't know. Shit is Like we turned down and down an alley to park and. The t- a car cop car turned in front of us with us and behind us with us. I'm like, we're about to be part of some pincer movement operation. This is a sting. This is a sting. <laughs> this is a sting. They do that shit. Like DC cops are the worst cops in the world. Like I've dealt with them my whole life, and they have never been good. Mm. Like they do weird shit, like follow you for no reason. Uh, and I they, mean that's cops in general. I think no, DC cops are worse because they'll follow. Mm. They'll do. They'll do front and pursue. With you, so a cop car will be in front of you, and then all of a sudden there's one behind you, and you're trying to figure out if you got all your shit together. <laughs> you just just patting stuff inside inside of your car to make sure it all works, so you don't get pulled over for no right damn reason. And you're like, oh, oh yeah, I just drove past the police precinct. That's why they're near me. They don't got shit to do with me. You're just driving slow because they go on, they getting ho- going home in a few minutes. But yeah, it was so it was caught. It was a cop car that went in front of you. A cop car that went in behind you. Mm-hmm. I was two cars behind them, and it was a cop car behind me. So this is this is this is just a crazy neighborhood, and I grew up there. It was weird to feel uh, safe, but not safe, but safe, but not safe at the same time. Oh, Joe, you know they were throwing you the back of car, car, cop car and save your life. Only only white guy there. <laughs> yeah, but I also they were gonna save you, brother. I also like know that I'm not just gonna let shit happen either. I'm mm-hmm. not that type of person, so it was like. Okay, I'm gonna have to like try to stop some horror show from happening, but but I might not. But I might. Who I'm more afraid of, the cops or whatever the heck was the reason they were called? There's a lot of things happening at once. Yeah, it's it's a crazy it's a crazy little world I live in. And my family lives in down there. I moved out. I moved to the suburbs, man. I moved to the suburbs for a reason. I wanted I wanted better. It ain't. It's not like it's worse. I grew up there. It was fine. I, I, I grew up, I grew up loving the fact that a crackhead could get me whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted it. Like a, a PlayStation Five, a crackhead could have had me one, like before they came out. It's weird right down there right now because it's it's <laughs> transition time. It's yeah, and it's so confusing because like you're still crackheads trying to sell services at the AutoZone. <laughs> 
Uh, and then at the same time, there's like uh, Becky and Darlene walking down the street like any <laughs> shit. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so everybody's just, this is just like. Kids, what the hell are you looking at? Is it not <laughs> Becky and Darlene, the Connors? <laughs> yes, the Connors. I don't know. It's, see, it, dude, you, you, have you been, when was the last time you were on 8th Street? 8th Street Northeast, Candace. Uh, I mean, I performed at some place over there. It's been years since I've been on each street. Okay, they've gentrified the fuck out of it. So it is more white people walking down that road than there's been in my entire 38 years on God's earth. I spent. <laughs> yes, 38, Candace. Don't look up all quizzical and shit. 38. I'm only 38. You're 57. All right, but yeah. <laughs> and the funny part was uh, that wasn't the first day that I was the only white guy in the room for the majority of the day. What? Oh yeah, you had a yes more experiences about with I got the, I, I, with I uh, blacks <laughs> with blacks. This well, with, with Africans at least. Uh, I had to go to a, a family event uh, with my girlfriend. Oh yeah, on uh, Saturday. Are you allowed to talk about this? Well, I'm, I mean, <laughs> it depends on uh, as long as I don't say anything. Anything gets you in, in trouble. I don't know that there's anything to say that will get me in trouble. Mm-hmm. I, it, it'll got to. Are you fucking serious, Phil? <laughs> Do you not see us recording? You're the fucking worst. You're just the worst gonna be out here and rip one. His <laughs> first worst fucking roommate I've ever fucking had, and both of them are in this room right now. Is why you decide to open a box right now in the middle of us fucking recording? This is the fucking worst shit. Uh, Phil fucking avocado. <laughs> it's a plus side and downside of having an open air studio. You don't feel claustrophobic, but you have no control over no. the environment. No, it's fucking vegan. <laughs> Are you gonna hang an on air light inside his, his room? Bedroom? <laughs> a big red on air light. Oh my goodness! But it, it, did you do anything this weekend for to celebrate Memorial Day, Candace? I was in the AT. I was in ATL, Georgia. Okay. Um, with my family, my uh, cousins, the twins, they turned 30 this year, 30 on the 30th. So it was a big, huge thing. Their parents threw them a party and um, everybody, were these, were you know, these the almost cousins, everybody flew in. Were these the cousins in the pictures you posted? The twins, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, tell the twins I said hi. DJ Marcus says hello. Oh my God! So anyway, um, I'm enjoying the family. We had, there's a, there actually were two parties, right? So we had their official birthday party on their birthday, which at this was at this place in Atlanta called Club Nouveau. We we had like this rooftop little area that was reserved for our family, and then um, the next day was actually Memorial Day, so we had like a cookout at their house too. Okay. So it was like two days worth of uh, you know celebration for their birth for their uh for their birthday it was really fun that's cool I was, it was good seeing my family because i i don't ever see them and then to see them like two three days in a row to see everybody was good all right man it, was, it looked like you had fun i, I saw the pictures on uh on instagram it looked like i had a whole whole big shebang and it was like yeah, yeah these are my cousins and you just started running around with, with <laughs> doing video is he behind me yes <laughs> why i don't know because kitchen? Just I'm off. sorry. Uh, I'm thrown off because uh, apparently um, we're not live on Instagram right now. Why not? And technical shit. Techno- <sighs> technology is just... Just kicking us in the ass this week. Yeah, it just did not... Uh, 
Well, Joey, I I, Listen, have... I was distracted distracted pre-show. My back hurts. Yeah, I heard you kept saying your back hurt when you came into the studio. I don't know what I did. I did something. I think it's like when you're a kid, all those times you got up and said, Haha, didn't hurt. Um, well, after 35, you just start having days where like life hurts. gets you back. <laughs> you just hurt for no reason. Okay, is that, is that true? I feel good every day all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. That's a damn lie. I don't know why I, don't know why I even go to you with that. Damn liar! You know, you know, you. I'm just, I'm just healthy and useful and 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 spry and free. I don't know what's spry. About. Spry. That's what they say about really old people. <laughs> he good and he's spry. <laughs> when you, what does you, spry mean? It means it means born in forty seven. <laughs> That's what spry means. <laughs> uh, let's see. You looking up spry? <laughs> it says. Active or lively, and it says in parentheses, especially of an old person. <laughs> uh, that's Candace. Google. I didn't even like invent that. That's just what it says on Google. It's okay. It's all right, Candace. Candace, hey, hey you uh, want to know what's uh, want to know what's good though, Candace? What you're looking good. That's that's so I appreciate you. Always. And I'm glad you, I'm glad you're on camera this week. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I feel happy. You know, I, I feel I feel I've seen my family this weekend. So I'm in like in a good mood. That was good for my mental health. Because, you know, sometimes seeing your family can be bad for your mental health, too. Like it could oh, go yeah. either way. Yeah, it's a it's double edged um, sword. Oh, yeah. That's why I stopped yeah. doing a family Zoom meetings. <laughs> he invited me to we another have family, one. We have a family meeting every Sunday mm-hmm. and um, like on Zoom well, on Google Meet. Okay. And um no one showed up to it this week because everyone was in Atlanta for the twin surprise party. Boy, and yeah. uh, my uncle, the one who like is the moderator of the Zoom meeting, he's the only one who didn't come to Atlanta. So he was at the meeting like by himself, mad because nobody showed up. I'm like, dude, <laughs> not we're all in Atlanta. Dude, we don't need a meeting this week because we're here together. Your ass the only one that needs a meeting this week. You're the only one that's not here. Somebody should have just what? logged in and everybody just stand in front of the camera, go, hey, and then hang up. That's <laughs> Whole Candace, was your was your family doing that pre COVID or was that a, a new is that a new tradition? No, it started just about a year ago in COVID. We've yeah, been doing it for just a little over a year now. I found that really weird. Is that my dad's side of the family never felt the need to communicate before, but then now they can't. They once gotta. the Zoom, yeah, once COVID hit, they started having these these meetings, but they're all um, ancient. So. It's like the first 30 minutes of the call was just a series of people joining and all the young people saying hello and all the old people saying, hey, can you hear me now? And that went on for 30 minutes. And then every time another one of them joined, we'd repeat the process unless my uncle and aunt joined at the same time sitting next to each other on different devices. And then we got to play the feedback game. Uh, wow. Your family's special. That's why I stopped going. Well, my fam- my family doesn't do Zoom meetings. Um, we we've actually got I've I've actually seen let's see in the last year I've seen my dad twice. Okay. Um, both of them were outside. I think one of them you were delivering a pie. Yeah, I, I delivered that. a pie for one, and the one was just a, a drive-by visit. Hmm. Um, I've seen my brother three times. And my little sister, I haven't seen. She just graduated. I haven't seen her. I haven't seen her in over a year. Mm. So the last time I saw her was like 2018. She she moved to Ohio. 
But uh, but the rest of my family, we don't talk to each other. We're good. Like my grandfather, only only people I go see on a regular basis is my grandfather. I got every time every Sunday I'm off after church. Me and my daughter will go to my grandfather's house and just hang out with him for like two three hours. And I just that that that's just to keep him lively. Yeah, it's not really for us because I can I got enough of uh, watching Three Stooges and old westerns. To save my soul for the rest of my life. <laughs> I heard the MASH theme for the first time in 20 years <laughs> yesterday. I was like, I didn't even know that. I don't know where you would go to find that. My grandfather's watching MASH reruns. He was in the Korean War. Why are you watching MASH reruns? This was the, this was your fight. This is a, You knew what went on over there. You don't need to live, relive this shit. It's like, watching, it was like somebody who was in WW2 watching Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> shit doesn't make any sense. It's like I want to laugh at the pain we went through over there. No, turn that shit off, man. Oh, uh, but yeah. So I had fun this weekend. Got a chance to do that with the family. Um, no barbecuing, no cooking out. wasn't wasn't really the the uh, memorial weekend for that. No, I don't think anybody. did. I did do comedy though. You did? Where'd you do comedy at? Uh, Nottingham's, um, in Columbia. I was actually uh, I was like, did a guest spot on the Friday show. Oh, you got on the Coveted Friday show. Yeah, like at, at the last minute, um, <laughs> along with Jesse Revis. So, Jay Revis. Yeah, we did a we did a doc comedy two for two for Tuesday on a Friday. Oh man, you did you did uh, you did a comedy show with uh, the guest ho- the um, sorry the the co host of Coffee and Clutch My Pearls on Fridays on Instagram. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, he couldn't do that show because he was at, he was at the one the I performed. <laughs> And that's at midnight on Fridays. <laughs> Fridays, coffee and clutch my pearls. <laughs> it's not. Is that not what it is? Mm-mm. Okay. I don't even remember what the name was. <laughs> it was green therapy. Green therapy. Instead <laughs> of blue. Instead of blue. Instead of blue therapy. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, man. You know what, Joe? We're gonna take a quick break. Okay. And then we're gonna get some topics, man. What's going on? This, this crazy ass world we're living in, Joe. Uh, uh, Master P uh got a uh got a new degree from um, where? Play a haters degree? Uh, I we'll we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, John Cena uh stepped in it um and pissed off China, and then uh I I have some uh something I need to get off my chest. Got to get it off your chest? Yes. Well, we're gonna we're gonna let you say it with your chest in a minute, right here, folks, on the Die Comedy Podcast. And this segment of that comedy podcast is brought to you by Carnivals. That's right, Carnivals. You want to see some carny fun? You might see Designer working this year's Carnival. Come on out to the local carnival somewhere near you real soon. COVID's over. That means summertime fun at the carnival. And we're back on the podcast, folks. I am DJ Marcus. And you were listening to the subtle sounds of Designer. He ain't making another hit after this shit. <laughs> I guess no one really understood him. 
<laughs> he just I mean, couldn't get away with it again. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> could do it again. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to come up with something other than like. Are you gonna be able to top that? You can't. Can't can't escape. You think you think he he should have come up with another hit? I don't know what the hell he said on the first one. He could have come up with koala. No one knew what he said on the first one. He just went raw and then panda and then it worked. He says, "I got broads in Atlanta." Which I used to love that because I would I would put that as my caption when I went to go see my cousins. Be like, I got bras in Atlanta. And then other than that, the whole song's completely useless. <laughs> it always was. Uh, yeah, they were doing credit card scamming, if I'm not mistaken. If I read the words correctly in that song, uh, he had bras in Atlanta doing credit card scammer. So he got caught? Is that why he... <laughs> is why no, I got bras in Atlanta credit cards in the scanner. Like, I thought that meant he was, like, buying stuff. He no. Was scanning his card. He, he was scamming them. He was scanning them and stealing the numbers off of them. So what did the panda oh. have to do with it? Uh, was he wearing no. a panda costume? Absolutely nothing. It didn't make sense, Joey. None of this shit makes sense. It's not supposed to make sense. Little Nas X makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, I'm just here to tell, I'm here to tell the world because I don't think the world gets that part yet. He doesn't make any damn sense. Him and Montero, or whatever the hell. What? <laughs> Who? That's his name. His real name is Montero. Look it up. Look up Little Nas. Little Nas. His real name is Montero. That's why his. That's why his. Uh. He, he, Montero sounds like a Spanish word for Minotaur. <laughs> I think it is. Okay. <laughs> Which seems kind of counter to his brand. No. No. That'd be on brand. You didn't no, see the video would, with him no, and the that devil? Would be, that would be his his uh, partner's uh, name. <laughs> Don't do that right now. <laughs> Talk about the other shit going to get us canceled. That's going to get us canceled. <laughs> going on that soon. Happy Pride Month. Um, <laughs> it is Pride Month, Joey. Uh are you doing anything to celebrate Pride Month? No, but I did see a uh, Bluetooth speaker rainbow fanny pack at um, <laughs> at Big Lots. Bluetooth speaker rainbow fanny pack. Yes, that said the word Pride on it. Okay. So I may have found the gayest thing. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if it's not, they tried hard. They tried real hard to make it. Candace, you doing anything for Pride Month? Wait till you see my earrings. I have these earrings. They're rainbow. It's like cloud with rain with a rainbow coming down. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be the gayest thing you've ever seen. It's like well, literally it's, rainbow earrings for um for well, they're, pride. I'll they're, wear them next. If week. they were on Joey, yes, <laughs> but they're on you. Uh, It'd so be better be if they had like uh a, like a second link that was like a tiny violinist. No, you know what make them real gay? Uh, Little Nas X in booty shorts sliding down that rainbow. <laughs> From oh, your earlobe. That, <laughs> that, <laughs> that would make them gay. The gayest earrings ever. Oh man! But yeah, man. It's, uh, you know somebody's got those. Got it's like no, it's not two. It's one earring. It's one earring, but it's Lil Nas X on a pole. <laughs> of course they do. He does. God guarantee somebody made them for him and sent them to him. Which is fine. Hey, ain't nobody ain't nothing wrong a, with living that life. Is that one of the one? Is that one of the letters? That I don't know is like the self love one. No. He's G. I don't know. 
Isn't self ah. self a type of gender now? I don't. No, I'm gonna send you one. There's a there's there are new letters that have been added recently. I know there's got to be one classification that is like just being completely in love with yourself. That's ego. That's LGBT ego. <laughs> we adding an N for <laughs> narcissist. Narcissist. I'm that one. Whatever that one is. Oh, uh, I mean. How many letters are there in that thing now? Is it like sixteen now? I'm getting ready to. I'm getting ready to. Send Wait till it to we you. have There's clones, and we'll have a whole bunch of new letters. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There are definitely several more that have been. Well, they said that's why they added the plus. Is there? The is that? You think we would have? You think we're? I think we're getting to that tipping point. Like we're already doing the uh, the incest porn. How? <laughs> like it's already a category. The whole stepmom stepbrother thing. And then it's going to be mother and brother thing. And then eventually. And like, then it's going to be mother. It's already mother. Give and brother. it. That's what I'm saying. That's where we're at. And then about, f- I think, five to seven years, you're going to get to clone porn. Like, it's going to be. Like, that's 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 going to be the next. The L-G-B-T-T-Q-Q-Q. next. Uh, L-G-B-T-T-Q-Q-I-A-A-P. Like there's gonna be a whole there's gonna be a whole channel of I clone myself as this and then it'll be people having sex with themselves. I okay, I don't understand that other A. The first A. <laughs> I haven't even taken a chance to look at it. I saw that they what added six saying? more letters and I was so like, I Six? Don't what the So it's it's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, transsexual, queer questioning intersexual ally asexual and pansexual oh i know some people who are asexual pansexual an ally i guess that would be me an ally no okay i don't know now read what ally read what it says an ally is that's what that's why i was like what is what does that first a mean it's a typically a person who so yeah i support so i'm definitely an advocate but i don't know if i need a letter on but it's only for the queer community no, it says typically a non-queer person who supports and advocates. And advocates this sounds for like the cultural queer appropriation. Community. For the queer community and individual within the LGBT. Yeah, they need to pick a different letter. I think they need to pick a different can word. Can be an ally of another member that identifies differently than them. <laughs> Am I... So we're all part of it. <laughs> Are we all just a part of a community now? I feel like they're just. No, you have to be one of these things or an ally. If you're people who think that gays are going to hell and all that stuff, then you wouldn't be on here. You would be. I, I mean, one is that? that's the pan, isn't it? Where you don't like no, them, so you pan them? No, means you, you like every sex. No, there should be a category. All of it. There should be a letter. <laughs> What's grown, the letter for? You're a grown man that loves all women. <laughs> there should be. <laughs> <laughs> there should be... Uh, is that is that if you're an R? <laughs> that's, that's if you're an R. That's one of the pluses is an R. <laughs> now he's under P for pedophile. <laughs> yeah, the P is pansexual. It's not. <laughs> Again, um, I'm an old man that loves old. <laughs> I think that. That was the best part of the entire interview. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> She was trying to throw shade. She was like, is that you? Is that you? Are you an older man who likes younger women? And he was like, I'm an older man that love all women. I was like, okay. 
It was the best. It was the best part of the whole interview. So there's two cues. How do you know if you're a cue que- queer or a cue questioning? Questioning is the there's process. There's two T's, too. And there's two, two A's. A's. There's, there's a lot of everything. Uh, this is this is a bad alphabet. We need to. That's why it's the plus. Look, add a second letter like it's a periodic table, and we can have a periodic table of pride. <laughs> how many? How many? Yeah, because uh, you can't have electrons. You need <laughs> yeah. things. The same letter can't mean different things. Thank you. Yeah. Just add the second little letter. Well, for cure, for queer and questioning, it would both be Q U. It doesn't have to be. You could do the whole like look. Silver is A G on the periodic table. And you just go with the Latin word for whatever that is. Mm, would, ben, okay. would, would Ben be considered <laughs> a, a a bi? <laughs> I don't know. Because he pays for it. <laughs> That's a different bisexual. There's another B in that we forgot about. You forgot the other B too. It's the B U Y's. That's weird. That's bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to anyone listening. <laughs> no one listens to this show. <laughs> they uh they they had a the identity wouldn't fit because this was not um well executed. Um like there's plenty of space for it to fit as a word. Which one? Uh if you're looking at questioning, there's a, a identity got hyphenated because they don't know how to space things. There's plenty of room. And to so put it's I it's yeah, it's split into Iden and Titty. <laughs> hey, sometimes. Is this the, is this official? Where did they where did you get this, Karen? Uh my sister put it in the group chat so that our family can educate ourselves. Is your sister part of the sister on the spectrum? She's an first of all, that's for that is for Does she sit on the council? That's for autism, what you're talking about. No, this that you um, just sent me a spectrum. Is she is she a member? This is considered a spectrum. Is she a spe- is she a member? She's an ally. She's an ally. But does she sit on the uh on the uh queer high council? Like is there where, where? No, she doesn't. Who generate? Who, who? Who? Where was? Where was? Where was the official? What was the official agency that that generated this publication? Why can't we remember. be? Why can't we get a letter? What letter? We can't. Can't we just get S? Let me see if I can figure out where she got it from. I think she, she they want it. you. They want you to pick ally. They want you to feel like you want to be an ally. Okay, I am. Are you? I I am. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Wait a minute. I am an ally. Okay. I believe in all the rights for all the people. I do. But see, are you an ally as all of them would define it? Oh no! No! <laughs> no, 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 no! See, that's my thing. Is like I don't know what their standards for ally is. <laughs> I think there's a there should be a category. They should have a D. You know what the D should stand for? Do you? Dudes. <laughs> no, D- just do D- you. There, there's a, there's a, there's a. I think there's a large group of people who are in the who may not be fit the active act, activeness level required to qualify as an ally, according to everybody, but are generally supportive of the yeah. Do whatever you want. Yeah, live your life. Live your life. You know, I don't have a problem. You can do whatever you need to. Do you? I'm. I'm I mean, 
I support. I, see, here's the thing. My, my support lies in the fact that I will never, I will not now nor ever judge anyone for living their life the way they want to, and I will not now nor ever tell anyone that living their life is wrong. Uh, that's how. That's how I look at my allyship. Uh, if you if you do whatever you want to do in this life, because at the end of the day, it doesn't hurt me. You living your life. Well, there's always that battle, right, between you could people considering themselves ally for causes and the people who are actually in that cause, but you know, also thinking that you're an ally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. There's a there's a fine line where people uh, want to believe that they're allies and will set themselves up to be framed as allies, but don't want to actually do what's necessary to be one. Don't want to formulate allegiance. And and a lot of it, you know, I think with when you come, talk about... I'm, yeah, an ally, I'm an ally with that shirt. I mean, you can, <laughs> you can make the argument, I mean... <laughs> Me and that shirt about to be allies real quick. Because I don't know about anybody... <laughs> You don't see it. I do. Sit like I, I, <laughs> sit right in front of me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I distracted the whole show behind this. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. I can't. Uh, I can't look at my coworker that way. Then the HR department's gonna get all upset. What were you saying, Joey? You always cut Joey off. I was trying to say, um, first. Is this this is the this, this is the word we is this the word we're going to use for everything from moving forward? What ally? Ally came out of nowhere. It was to twenty twenty word of the year. Yes, yes, because everybody became everybody's ally. The, is that the, the, you? You're an ally to the black cause and to the gay cause or, or to the LGBTQ plus cause. You're an ally to women's rights. You're an ally to everything, depending on how you how you frame it. Truth be told. No one would look at me and say I'm an ally to anybody, because I because I don't I don't fit the same mold as an ally should. I don't know where how we want to define ally. Do you want to define ally by you got to actually do some shit, or an ally by just general belief structure? Because I think there's a lot I mean, of people it who has a definition. What does it say in the definition? It, that's their definition for that particular <laughs> frame. And that and, and, typically non-queer person who supports and advocates for the queer community. So but that's define what that define what that. But that's that's Are a very broad. But that's my point. Is, is that, that I mean no like that's a, like that's the question though is 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 the whole community considered queer community? If you looked at the definition for queer, you would know that queer is kind of the catch-all for the other uh, categories that doesn't really have a place yet. They aren't big enough to have a letter, so I think queer kind of covers the broader spectrum. There's a blue. I don't. That's blue. Like that. That describes blue. That's that's blue. That's blue. I thought we left that behind. <laughs> uh, anyway, the point I was making, Candace, is that uh, support or adv- support and or advocacy can be perceived different ways. True. You, you can you can in abstract be have a supportive mindset and consider yourself, oh yeah, in a vacuum I think of myself as being supportive of those things. And and I will, you know, if I see something like a misdeed in my in around me, I will say, No, that's wrong. But I'm but there's a 
also, but also, I might, but as that person, I may also not be the kind of a person who's going to do anything beyond that. Like, if it's inconvenient for me to step forward and go take action, I mean, I'd do it. And as we saw with Black Lives Matter, uh, that wasn't that doesn't qualify you. See, because there's plenty of people we've they sit around and say, "Oh yeah, uh, I support. I don't want you know. I support black people." And they, they just want to be on the right side of history. But when it comes to, did you write your congressman? Did you say something to somebody? Did you vote? Did cool. you okay? If, if did if, you talk to your well, did you I talk mean, to your family? Advocacy can also be just promoting awareness, and people do that by hashtags and posts and things like that. All every little bit helps. See, I'm I, just saying. I'm just saying. There's different levels. There's different levels yeah. of membership and different levels, of, and, and and depending upon who you talk to. Different people who are, you know, are in that situation. You know, if you talk about Black Lives Matter, there you, you can ask different black people, and they will tell you, the you know, the same person. Two different, two different black people will tell you one white person either is or isn't an ally, depending upon how that black person defines ally. I I agree and, with that. And the same thing could be said for for LGBTQA. LGBTQ plus. Okay. Yeah. You are not an ally. See, I'm trying, but I just don't. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is, you could have you get the worst. Fine, you can have a lesbian and a gay, and they look at the same guy and go, one goes he's an ally, and one go he's not. True. But depending upon what that individual's definition is of support, it's a the my point is allies in the eye of the beholder. True. I mean. It, it, it everything, isn't everything any is. person that supports or advocates in any way. So no one's qualifying the amount of advocacy or the support. Oh, yes, so they are. Support or advocate well, everyone would. Again, to my point, if you're posting about it, hashtags or things like that, that's promoting awareness just by social media. But there's no degree of advocacy that qualifies you. It's just being an advocate in general. I mean, you know, according to this definition, I didn't make this up. Yeah, I'm that's what saying. I'm saying, though. But that's what I'm saying. You, like, we're not we're not qualified to speak on that. Like, I guarantee you, I because I've seen the conversations, I've seen the back and forth, and I I know that it just depends on who you ask as to whether when someone, you know, is the ally they think they are. Mm, okay. An individual. I mean, but that could be for anybody or anything, right? There are people yeah. that are clearly racist who think that they're not. And that's kind of my I mean? point, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, none, none of these, these, uh, these, these uh, other letters don't make no sense to me. <laughs> that's a lot of complexity. It's a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm, again, I'm, uh, okay, I, full, full, full uh, DJ Marcus transparency. DJ Marcus is an ally of all people. He's an older man that loves all women. <laughs> so if you if you fit on this... This 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 group. Even even trans women, you like trans women? I do. It's, it's Good. Few, awesome. very That's very amazing. attractive ones. Uh, very and very nice ones. <laughs> I mean, see see, you, you, whenever whenever that question comes up and it and like you say something, like it, it still sounds bigoted, <laughs> even when you're being complimentary. Because because it's just like saying, oh yeah, do you like black guys? Oh yeah, some nice ones. <laughs> it still it still feels bigoted when you say it that way. I just I I look yeah, at I, I agree, and it, I agree that it, it also sounds bigoted for me to even ask the question. Like, yeah, I'm shocked. Like, 
You like trans women? All of that was wrong. Yeah. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. It's weird that you can't have a conversation about about other uh, other people. Not, I mean, not not specific people, but you can't have a conversation about life in general without it being this convoluted. It's it's one of those st- situations that like I don't. I find myself looking at it and going, okay, just live, man. Uh, I don't. I don't care what you do. I, I don't I'm not gonna sit here and judge you for what you do. I'm I'm happy that you're you're living your truth. Mm-hmm. Whatever your truth is, be happy about it because at the end of the day, I know a bunch of straight dudes that, that hate their lives and they just sit there in some in some with some nonsense that they believe they're supposed to be doing. It's it's weird to me because this is one where at some point I can see us hitting a tipping point where like what's the if you're are you like I think for some men, there's like the hang up of trans women, and what at what point do they just become women? So you know, a trans woman means that they are not born with female genitalia. Right, you transition between the sexes. That's right, what it means. you're transitioning to whatever. Right, which has only become an option due to technological advances, like. This was not, I mean, you may have had the trapped in the body thing in the past, but you were stuck with it. There wasn't a procedure. There weren't any procedures at one point in time in history. True. Well, there were. They just weren't good. I mean, there there was. There was always a procedure. There wasn't always a procedure. There's always a procedure. (laughs) So the first time someone. (laughs) The first time someone said, nope, I don't want it, was a procedure. <laughs> yes, that's a there procedure. There definitely wasn't always a procedure. There's no there's no doctoral procedure, but if you don't want it, you cut it. I, I think, uh, yeah, but I think it's, it's, well, that's the thing. It's not just that. It's not that simple. Um, there's a lot more to it. And and as we've seen, like, that te- technology has improved. Like, literally, I you know, and, and as you mentioned, like, it, it's getting to the point where it's really, you know, unless they someone tells you, you wouldn't even know. Yeah, see, that's the crazy part. Like, I, I hear all these stories of dudes that like get go crazy after they find out that they like dance with a trans mm-hmm. woman at a at a club or something. And I'm sitting there like, "Why are you mad?" Like, like I, I've also, never, I've never. Also, run... I feel like you can tell a lot of times. You, is can, that, you, is can. That you can a lot of times, but there we're getting as as if you notice more recently. Yeah, it's getting it's harder getting harder. Tell historically but the thing is like when you get to that final point where okay you may not be attracted fully to that person Mm -hmm. but something attracted you to them in that moment Mm -hmm. this 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 belief that that all of a sudden makes you something that you're not is where we run into the continuous problem just because 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 again it's always it's it's a hyper masculinity situation yeah, and that, and that again, I hate that. I hate that phrase because Terry Crews made it a made it a curse word for me. No, but I get it because it's not always hypermasculine. Yeah, it's not. And it has it, a lot to do with culture. It has a lot to do with religion. Yeah, when you find out that you kissed a ma- someone who is in your mind a man, mm-hmm. right? But they present as a woman. I can understand how that can turn around and be a problem because. It, 
it's not even just the situation. It's anything where you're not getting what you signed up for. Anything where this is what I thought I had. This is what you kind of showed me I was getting, but I really got something else. And it's really so weird it's, that there, there's so much fear around the, the bait and switch <laughs> aspect yeah, of that's it. What I was say. It's, it's the bait and switch. And that is something that's frustrating in any context, yeah. much but less the, sexually. But the thing is, the, I mean? the interactions I've had with trans women have been, they've been upfront about it. Like they don't, I haven't had one like try to trick me, like. And uh, yeah, and I've never, I've never. And I don't think they're ever trying to trick anybody. So, well, maybe they are. No, but that's but the stigma. Is my point. Like that's. There's this they irrational. They find out after. There's not this... like the woman was trying to trick them. They just got caught up, and then later they realized, oh, that was a dude that I was kissing or whatever. But I don't. They never asked. I guess. Yeah, there's two kinds of phobia around trans and and, and same it was the same one we've had with homosexuals which was oh they're gonna try and convert me um mm-hmm. which is really weird and irrational like it doesn't that's a that's a uh, christian centric way of thinking right and that's what i'm saying that's 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 an old like that's an old mentality that's still there and then there's this then the other one is less about feet that is less about fear of um Actual fear. There's there's home. There's fear of actual fear of of homosexuals and transsexuals and bisexuals and LTGBTQ plus in general of the people themselves. And then there's the fear you have of the way society will look at you for participating. And that's the the crazy part is once it's we have to get to a point where. That has to, that 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 whole you must be because you did X, Y, and Z is passe, and that's the only way to protect these. That's the only way to protect these individuals. For in my in my in my opinion, that's the only way to truly protect them from the dangers that come from that from their life from their the way they're choosing to live their life. And I think we've made progress. I mean, look at our generation. Probably is the one positive sign I can look to and say. Okay, we definitely in our were raised in an environment where all that stuff was stigmatized. Oh, and yeah. I mean, coming up, it was you know we were we were this and that is gay every time you, you know, and it wasn't even that you were thinking about a person, but we were just like it was inconsiderate yeah. and and insensitive, and we didn't even it didn't even like I I remember like that was registered that that was wrong. No, and what it was also because like you weren't even considering it being a person, like it wasn't even no. talking about a person, but but it was ingrained in us because that was what we grew up around a lot, mm-hmm. and then depending upon where you grew up, there was there was still some of that that old that old phobe those old phobias around. There was still a lot of stigmas around. And then we grew up with like there was in the '90s there was a lot of hate about uh, for trans. There was a lot of there were a lot of there was a lot of music, and a lot of uh, what music was hating trans people in the '90s. There was plenty of there's plenty of songs where they made you know the guy that, oh she, oops, you know Aerosmith had the uh, dude looks like a lady dude looks like a lady but I think it was earlier, um, but you know we were all laughing at that. Uh, Funky Cold Medina had a reference to it in, by Tone Loke. Did he? Yeah, that's what that. <laughs> What, uh, what, what Sheena was a man. Yeah, oh. yeah he, he found out that whoever he was messing with was a dude. That's one of the lyrics. That's one of the um, verses. There's a few other songs like that that have have that verse. And then there's also like, you know, look at Eddie Murphy's Raw. 
Like <laughs> some of these things they had, like there was like, we grew up idolizing things like in, in like that type of comedy. And now I think, I think our group has come a long way in realizing, yeah, it was kind of fucked up. See, I know I, 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 it's not our fault. I like think that's we, just, I think we overcorrected though. When we, when we did that, I think we overcorrected because I don't believe that it was never it, it, the intention behind it was never necessarily endangering. In what way have we overcorrected? Like, what's the now we're way too sensitive for it, about it. Now, everything, everything, everything can get you like literally everything can get you canceled for saying the minor stuff. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> Okay. Speaking of cancel culture. Okay. Uh, there was some. There's been a lot of talk about it with respect to comedy specifically. Mm-hmm. And there are multiple different takes coming out from multiple places. Um, I want to take this opportunity to let y'all know that Seth Rogen is a punk bitch. Okay. Okay. Talk about it. Uh, recently he was on. So, cause here's what's been happening. A lot of a lot of older comedians have been critical of cancel culture, mm-hmm. for somewhat for you know for basically you know basically in in for different reasons. Um, Seth Rogen came out and tried to do the thing he always tries to do, which <laughs> is oh, guys, you know. <laughs> He tries to what, jump. What, the thing that he always tries to do is dick humor. Dick and <laughs> weed humor. That I'll the other thing he, the other thing he, well, well, until dick humor, until once dick humor wasn't uh, an option for him anymore, he jumped to, uh, hey, let me jump on the right side of this movement so I don't get in trouble. Um, you know, even though his best besties with James Franco and James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> Franco raped like five chicks. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, he did. He's he's had some issues as of late. James, he distanced himself from James Franco. He has been, yeah. And some people say he hasn't distanced himself enough. Um, <laughs> but he was on. Um, he did. He was on a um, Good Morning Britain uh, for a book he wrote, which I can only imagine is just a p- series of pictures of dicks. Um, anyway. Yeah, it's just it's just it's weed weed tracings and uh, penis drawings. Um, that is disgusting. He was, <laughs> yeah, but it's his brand. Um, it's on brand for him. Yeah, uh, he was asked to weigh in on his past movies conter- containing controversial jokes, and he said there are certain jokes that for sure have not aged well. But I think that's the nature of comedy. I think conceptually those movies are sound. I think there's a reason they've lasted as far as people still watching and enjoying them today. Jokes are not things that necessarily built are necessarily built to last. And then the question was asked to discuss the relationship between cancel culture and comedy, as many comedians have been forced to reckon with dated jokes that are no longer appropriate to the present day. Rogan said, to me, when I see comedians complaining about this kind of thing, I don't understand what they're complaining about. If you've made a joke that's aged terribly, accept it. And if you don't think it's aged terribly, then say that. If you actually look at the content of what some of these older comics are saying with respect to cancel culture, it has nothing to do with how they feel about old jokes. Yeah, I can say, I can agree with that. Like Chris Rock came out with a was was recently interviewed on the same topic. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
and he said. Oh, yeah, he said, you don't need to cancel me. The cancel was when no one laughed at my joke. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to, you don't need to like, turn a knife anymore. Yeah. I knew it wasn't funny when I said it and nobody in the audience laughed about it. Who said that? Chris Rock did. Chris Rock said. I said it on The Breakfast Club. It's a funny interview. It's probably yeah. one of the better interviews I've heard from The Breakfast Club. He said, I see a lot of unfunny comedians. I see unfunny TV shows. I see unfunny award shows. I see unfunny movies because. Because no one's, everybody's scared to, like, you know, make a move. You know that's not a place to be. We should have the right to fail because failure is part of art. You know what I mean? It's it's the ultimate cancel. But now you got a place where people are scared to talk, and that's not, especially in America, you're scared to talk, but that's what people want. you got to make adjustments, and, you you know, let's do it. Um, and Donald Glover, who many people consider a woke comedian, has come out and said something similar. And Dave Chappelle also said, you can't be woke enough. <laughs> you can't be. And and to your point, the 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 problem, and so the reason I have, the issue I have with Seth Rogen is it's he's not paying attention to what, you know, he's doing he's doing the clickbait thing. Because if you look at the article, this is the article uh headline from where I got that where I got that quote from Chris Rock from. It says, Chris Rock blames cancel culture for making comedy unfunny. Mm-hmm. Which isn't really what he... It is and isn't what he said. It isn't what he said. It's, it's, it's what you can take... You can glean that from what he said, but it's not what he, it's not what he meant by But it. that's the headline that's going to get clicks, and that's what they keep... If you look at every single... Billy Crystal said something about comedy being a minefield, but he also said he understands why. But they leave the understands why out of the headline. Mm-hmm. Not a single one of them has complained about their jokes not age, not aging well. Not a single one. So for Seth Rogen to go out and say that, he's just trying to dodge bullets. He's he, well. He's missing the point. And he did this last year, and I, like he did this last year, and I, I I tried to call him out for it when he was, you know, people were you you know congratulating him for telling you know uh, I forgot what it was. There no, there was something some. some he had some, you know, he basically was like uh, trying to distance himself from from Trump supporters or something who were his fans and said, fuck you. Don't watch my movies or some other shit. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's like, look, you, you the, these people are so far from what reality is and you and they look up to you. You have an op- opportunity to maybe reach them where other people can't. And instead, you're just worried about looking on like you're on the right side of things. We don't need that energy from you. True. You have a platform. You have white privilege. Use it to do something positive. Well, white privilege doesn't doesn't uh doesn't sit well in our current culture. It doesn't. Especially for white men. It doesn't sit well for white men in our current culture because white men are like Kevin Spacey is just now getting his career back. That was ten years ago when it was fifteen years after the whole incident happened. So it is it it's different for white men. I can understand I can understand why he would try to try to gird himself to this type of stuff first. But that's not. I mean, I'm just saying you. Now, is he, he a punk bitch? Yes, I agree completely. He's a punk bitch. He has a platform. He could use it to do some good, and instead, he's just worried about himself. Candace, how in do my you opinion, feel? that's what I see. Let's not exclude Candace. This is this is a. This is a I think that um, referencing old jokes and how they don't age well is relevant because they are. Um, there are comedians who 
tried to they who they tried to cancel for old jokes. Remember when they brought up what Kevin Hart had said? Kevin Hart had an old joke about uh, how he wouldn't want his son to be gay and he would kill his son if his son son had to be gay or whatever, which is an old old joke. And they brought it up and tried to cancel him about that like three years ago. But did Kevin Hart so, complain about it? Did he say that that joke was funny and it was okay? No. I don't. I think that they wanted him to go on a an apology tour, and he refused to do it. He well, no. Like, what happened is what happened with Kevin was because you, if you watch, he's supposed to do the Oscars. If you watch it, yes, he was. He if you watch his um, if you watch his his uh, Netflix series, uh, don't fuck this up. You'll see the exact story of what happened with that. What happened with Kevin was the Oscar people wanted him to continue to apologize for something he apologized for beforehand. He apologized about it once. He, once it came out, came up again. He apologized for it, and then when it came up after that, he apologized for it. He went on Ellen and apologized for it. But then people just kept wanting him to apologize for it. He's like, "Well, you know what? I'm done apologizing. I'm, uh, I, I told you I was sorry. I'm done apologizing right. for it." So that's when he walked away from the Oscars. But the thing with the but it's thing, still not. It's still bullshit. If that's what Seth Rogen's talking about, because Kevin did not defend his joke. Yeah, and and, and 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 no one no one ever said no. no well, Seth is saying that they're that they're defending that he his okay. It's being interpreted as he's he's saying he's de- they're defending their jokes. What I believe he's saying is that those old comedians don't want you to criticize something that's in the past of them. Which is which is which which most people don't want you to do because they've grown and they've become different people. But you have to you have to take onus of your past before people can accept the new, and you have to take ownership of the things you made mistakes on. That's where he's coming from with that. Now it being Seth Rogen, he's stupid and he can't really articulate it the way he should, to where he can where it can come across as that. So it comes it comes out to a comedian. As this guy's not, he, he was one of us. Now he's acting like an ass, and he's acting like he's better than us. It feels like it feels like he's being something. He's being. But all- see, he he seems to be excusing himself of doing the same thing, because he literally was asked about his own history with it and admitted that there were some things that don't age well, mm-hmm. and then he put it out there in the universe that there are people who aren't admitting it. Like he specifically said, yes, like there are people out there trying to defend their old stuff. Instead of admitting it was wrong, and I haven't seen an evidence of that. What I've seen more of is what Chris Rock is saying, which is a completely different discussion and a much more important one. Because when you look at the comedy and cancel culture, what has happened is the penalty for the thing is we're we we we've we're in a really weird place because we're 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 immature emotionally and from an expressive standpoint like as a country we are terrible at expressing and saying and thinking what we mean and it doesn't help that we live our lives in sound bites because no one has an intention span we don't have the time to deal with nuance or complexity and what happens is we become really bad at expressing ourselves and if you look at stand-up i I can express myself very well i'm talking general thing and so what's happening is you know it's things we're getting clips and pieces and bits and we're reacting to them and they're not the whole story. Mm-hmm. And then you look at comedy and comedy is nothing but an, but a battle to find a way to express what you want to express in a condensed setting. Okay. 
And it, and especially if you're trying to do a high-minded concept or a complicated concept, or if you're trying to make people laugh at pain, which is a lot of the reason that most people start doing comedy is to is to take their pain and make it something positive. And when you try to do that, there's going to be plenty of opportunity. While while you're trying to work it out, you're going to say some things that aren't going to sit well with people because they're not funny yet. They haven't figured out the way to express it that it's funny, or the way to you know the way to say it, or the way the wording, or the expression, or the tone to make people see what they're trying to do with it. And we've made the price for failure in that regard so high that it's neutering, it's limiting people's willingness to try stuff. And that's what Chris Rock is saying. That's what some of these older comedians are saying. It's very, it's making it hard to go through the process of trial and error necessary for comedy to exist. Maybe comedy doesn't have to exist anymore the same way it did. How is it supposed to exist then? It doesn't have to exist. Okay. Guillotine doesn't exist anymore. The Holy Roman Empire doesn't exist anymore. So you're I saying, think that this so entire entire culture makes it difficult for stand-up comedy to be a thing at all. Yeah, it doesn't have to exist. The entire thing that you're doing is being offensive, telling jokes, and if people can't take a joke anymore, then being a stand-up comic is a thing of the past. Going, Completely. Being a stand-up comic is going to go the way of the speakeasy, man. You're gonna. You're, it's. It'll be prohibition it, on comedy. It's necessary. It's necessary How? to call out. It is necessary. It's necessary to call out. Like, the whole idea of comedy is to be able to understand that no one's perfect. That you're not always right. That you can be wrong and accept that and be able to 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 laugh about it. That's your to idea. Laugh of about comedy. that time. To laugh about that time you did something silly. That's that's like, your idea of comedy. What do you mean it's my idea? That's your idea of comedy. That's not what comedy is to everybody. That's what comedy is supposed to be. No, it's not. Not necessarily. It's it is it is a it's a it's a mirror of reality pointed back at us, which is which is what it boils down. There your, are many forms point. of comedy, but stand up has been the observation of, you know, making us either you know often like I said, making us laugh at the things that we don't we don't get to laugh about we don't know how to deal with it's a coping mechanism for some people for other people it's allowing us to see things in a different way than we might have before for other people it's allowing us to hey maybe you know not take ourselves so seriously and so you allow yourself to breathe and to laugh and be a complete human being you know laughter is a medicine and we're and we're getting to the point where we are so worried about I understand that a connect correction was necessary. That's not in question here. And if stuff's not funny anymore, so be it. Don't laugh. That'll tell a comic more than enough. But you can't cancel somebody for trying. Unless what they're doing is, unless they're intentionally trying to poke the bear. Like, fuck those guys. Those guys have never been funny in the first place. How do you know they have? No. Yeah, they have. No, they haven't. Even funny to me. Who? Huh? I can't. I can't say their names on the Die Comedy Podcast. They've performed at our show, <laughs> and it might be on the podcast at some point in the near future. Candace, how do you feel? What do you believe comedy is, Candace? What do you what, do? You believe comedy is a is a mirror on the reality of the world, or do you believe? Yeah, it's an observation. It's it's hyper analyzing the most minute of things. It's an observation of human behavior. It's holding up a mirror to society. It's just 
literally talking about the human experience. That's what comedy is, stand-up comedy, anyway. And a lot of the human experience through the eyes of the comic are things that aren't supposed to be funny, we find humor in. And so if you can't, if people are always offended at everything now and you have to be so careful, you can't be careful of what you say and be a stand-up comedian. Because being a stand-up comedian is just saying whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying, whatever you want or saying how you feel. So if we create a situation, you're supposed to be careful of what you say in the workspace, right? Or be careful of what you say when you're speaking to children or things like that. But stand-up comedy is a a space for adult self-expression of whatever it is that you want to talk about and whatever it is you want to make fun of. And if it can't be that anymore, then what's even the point of it? I agree, Candace. Candace, you know what? You've made me see differently. And I am am on, on team Candace. And I'm on Team Joey. Uh, you know why? Because I am not a comic. <laughs> I'm very funny on the That Comedy Podcast, but I am not a comic. I, uh, I I believe that comedy to me is, uh, stand-up comedy to me is an escape from, an escape for, for five minutes of, so I can see your world, see how funny it is in your world. It is. It always has been a way of people expressing themselves. But I also look at it as as being a being a a funny a funny spotlight on humanity mm-hmm. um comics are there to to just poke they're there to poke the bear i believe comics are there to poke the bear to tell to tell you hey that bear is stupid and that bear wants something that he shouldn't have that's what that's what i look at comics at but that can look that's where you get into trouble is poking the bear is look the whole it, it, when you find out that you're not poking a bear, but you're poking, you know, to you it's a bear, mm-hmm. but someone else that's that's a that's a baby. It's a bear. It's a baby. It's a bear. If it's the ba- if it's the bear's baby that you're poking, then the bear's gonna be mad that you're poking a baby because it's mean to poke a baby. No, it's not. <laughs> you watched that baby get smacked in the face with that cheese yesterday, and you laughed, didn't you? Well, that was a different. Yeah, but that that yeah, but that doesn't mean that their parents would have also thought it was funny. I mean, they took a video, but still, there's probably some vegan out there who got really mad about the cheese being in the baby's face. Anyway, um, it's it's nothing was nothing was wrong about that video. We here's the thing with comedy. Comedy is actually a lot more scientific than people realize. Like, part of the problem with comedy is, in order to better understand the the components of what makes something funny or what makes something... And because there's nothing new under the sun, there's a lot of deconstruction that happens and a lot of science. And what you end up doing it often to try and, like, get a different angle or try try something new is you try to... Context is like air. It's everywhere. It moves through us. It's everywhere. There's a million different factors, variables. Just like air, air is made up of, like, nitrogen and oxygen and carbon dioxide and all these different gases, right? Mm-hmm. Comedy, a joke has context around it the same way and feeding into it. In order to understand the ways that those different gases or those different those different contexts have effect on that joke, sometimes you will try looking at that joke in a vacuum, absent of context. And what happens when you remove context is you become... You get things like colorblind. 
and and while colorblind, there are some positives to it because it does create some equal, equalization. We don't want necessarily that. We want we want you to see and, and understand that, that we're moving past past being and into an era where we need to do more than be colorblind. We need to do more than treat others as they want as you would want to be treated because people want to be treated differently. We need to have awareness of that. And you can't do that when you remove when we in as in part of comedy. So sorry, I'm getting a little bit galaxy brain too too distracted. What, what I'm saying is when you Say try something, goddammit. When you try a joke in a vacuum in a vacuum, right? Uh-huh. A lot of times what happens is it's funny to you in the vacuum, but when you think about the context, it's not funny anymore because you realize it's punching down at somebody. Okay. I get that. I get that piece of it. But it but you it's but that experimentation is part of a process. Okay. And you need to like see that difference and learn from it, and so you can know which contexts matter. Okay. But punching down can be part of comedy. Something's not automatically not funny because you're punching down. There's, you know, insult and and, and shock jock kind of comedy. That's a, a part of comedy too. Comedy has a lot of different facets. All and of it is relevant if it's funny at the time. Someone on earth laughs every time I call Ken is old. <laughs> It is not. It's not. It's not like I do it on purpose. It's not like I do it to kill kids on this podcast. But someone laughs about it. So someone laughs every time a joke. Every, every time a joke, you may hear a, Even a few if people just go, laughing at you. Yeah. See, it, it, it's a matter. They pick their. They can choose their battles for being an ass. <laughs> they pick and choose where and when to laugh at situations. If if you find it funny, you find it funny. And that's why we're here at the Die Comedy Podcast. We're here to give you funny. You know what we haven't been doing for the last half hour, Candace and Joey? What's that? Giving them funny. Uh, we've gave them a whole lot of bush, but uh, we didn't give them funny. Uh, you know what we're going to do, Joey? We're going to give them some funny. Give them some funny, Joey. What's, what's next, clown? Give them funny. Uh, <laughs> Make them laugh, clown. <laughs> so um, did you know that uh, Taiwan's not a country? Yes. I did not. No. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Because I've seen because I've seen things that say "Made in Taiwan," and okay. usually if it has a sticker, I think it's a country. Okay. Taiwan is not a country to Americans. Wait, it's not a country. It's is not it a, a city. No, it, Taiwan not, is a, not if you want to make money in China. Let's put it that way. <laughs> China does not accept Taiwan as a as an independent country. But uh, but so America has taken a uh, a Thai a. One China, it's called the One China Policy, where all of that is China. So when someone says, "Hey, I I, I love being in in, Ty, in in the country of Taiwan," they go, "Hey, that's that's not right. That's, that's all China. Don't that, don't do, be doing that shit with our stuff." <laughs> so so since America has that policy and that's the way China wants it, whenever an American fucks up. Uh, usually China has some reper- repercussions behind it. So what happened was John Cena was out promoting the film, and he was trying to say that... What film, Joey? Uh, f- Sorry, Fast 9 or F9. F9? I heard Cardi B is in that one. Fast and Furious. Uh, what the fuck is Cardi B doing in the Fast and Furious movie? She's in it. I saw a commercial. <laughs> Fast and Furious Nine, uh, Tyrese in space. Um, <laughs> Tyrese, you gonna drive that car real fast? Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh God. Um. So apparently, uh, so it was supposed to release in Taiwan. Uh huh. But um, and when I guess in bef- first, and John Cena then referred to it as a country, 
And then all the Chinese marketing people got mad. And then someone was like, hey, unless you apologize in Chinese, we won't accept it. There was a lot of shenanigans. But basically, John Cena had to make a lot of apologies about the fact that he said that Taiwan was a country. Um, Did they call him from Beijing and go, we won't play your shitty movie? <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> we don't play your shitty movie in our, in our theaters. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I don't know why they were African. <laughs> no, that's not African. Yeah, I, don't know what, African. I don't know what accent. My accents, doing. accents all over the place sometimes. <laughs> they all they all convalesce into one one foreigner accent. <laughs> um, apparently it did release though, and its opening weekend it had 136 million in China. So the movie's out. The movie's out in China. You going to see it? I don't know. I don't know when it comes out here. Did you see Fate of the Fairest? This is the this is the problem. This is where I'm caught in a in a in a little bit of a of a bubble with this. Um, I have a strong feeling that this movie is going to be stupid. <laughs> like the last one was stupid, and there's no way that this one's not going to be more stupid. I mean, stupid. it's the ninth or tenth movie in a franchise. Like it probably started. I stopped watching them. Seven movies ago. Like, how can it not be stupid? It's when not are gonna, they going to let this go? It's not stupid. That is that is the, the, the memory of Paul Walker. Is, is every, Isn't Michelle Rodriguez still in them? I think the they've... Why I watch. How many movies... What, what movie was that? Did Paul Walker die? Yeah. Uh, what was that? Probably like the fourth seven. or fifth one. Seven. Seven? Yeah. They should have stopped there. They were gonna. The last, the last two been... The Fate of, Fate of the Furious wasn't as good as it should have been. It was a good movie, though. The Hobbs and Shaw movie was was I thought was fun, but it was also dumb. That it, it didn't make sense. They're just getting to the point where it's just like, it's just like, hey, what if we did this? And it like, but that doesn't make sense. Yeah, but wouldn't it be awesome? That feels like what they're doing. <laughs> you know what they need to do in these movies? Prosecute criminals. Because uh, everybody in these movies is a criminal in one way, shape, or form. Because I know that uh, that uh, Jason Statham, if I'm not mistaken, in the fifth movie, he was a villain. Jason Statham blew up a hospital and killed nine M M C M nine. What's the what's the uh, military police in the M I six? M I six. Yeah, he killed like nine M I six agents and five federal agents when he shot at them. <laughs> and then he almost he blew up Vin Diesel's house, but yet they don't prosecute criminals in these movies because they might turn and have a heel turn and become good guys. Yeah, they they do that wrestling thing. That's why they added the Rock because they had to do heel turns. And you're like, wait a minute, he's not a bad guy anymore. Wait, huh? That's not, that's not how this works. But he's I, the Undertaker. He's got to be a bad guy. <laughs> I don't understand how Toretto's still alive after he brought that uh that other chick's baby home to Letty. Because Letty obviously ain't ain't really brown. Because <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have flew with a no brown woman of any sort. Um, <laughs> Candace, would that fly with you? I don't even know what you said. If your husband, if your husband, did you see this? See the last one installment? Did you watch the last one? So, so Toretto uh, thought his girlfriend Letty had died. Vin Diesel's character. Vin Diesel. So what he did was he, when they went on their escapades and uh, he thought Michelle Rodriguez's character died. When they went on their escapades in Brazil, he found another chick that was just as hot as Michelle Rodriguez, and he slept with her and started dating her. So then they had a baby. 
but then, that was hidden from him. It was hidden from him by a white woman with by dreads. Char- but then Charlize Theron was the boy, the white woman with the dreads. So she came in and she shot the baby mama. So then when she he shot sh- Michelle Rodriguez, no, not no Michelle Rodriguez ain't the baby mama. The baby no. mama was the other chick from Brazil. So oh, then, okay. so then, so then she shoots her. So now he got a baby. He got to go home and explain to Michelle Rodriguez who this baby is. And the baby mm. name is Brian because um, Paul Walker died. I don't know why. That's I don't know why he named. I don't know why he named. I don't know why. I, I, I'm still trying to figure out why he named the baby after his brother-in-law, who in the movie is still alive. <laughs> but as a as a uh, as like a memorial to the brother-in-law who is still alive in the movie. So that's that's where we find ourselves now. How would you handle that situation, Candace? I mean, if he thought I was dead, it's it's okay. Plus, it's not like the woman's still there. The woman's dead, so it's just like a free baby for me to raise, and that's sweet. Come a long way. Without you, my friend, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. All right, I get it. I get it. I know why they made an eighth one, but I don't know why they made a ninth one because that last one was dumb. Oh, they need the eighth one for the song. Good lord, the eighth. They, they, <laughs> after the seventh one, like like you were getting in your feels, like, yeah, I keep, I can't leave it like that. And then they made the eighth one, and they were turning the propellers on a submarine when it wasn't in the water. Well, the reason they made the ninth one was because Charlize Theron's character becomes the linchpin in everything. We didn't need to. She's everybody's criminal. You notice how they had to like give her a Karen cut because everybody would not have been okay with her having dreads again. I don't know why. Why'd she have dreads in the last one? I exactly. didn't understand that either. What you're? They were in Cuba. <laughs> I didn't even know Charlize Theron was in it. Like, when did she enter? Six or seven or what? Eight. She was the bad guy in eight. Was she in Fate? Yeah, she was Fate. Yeah, Fate. Yeah. She was the bad guy. Yeah, that I don't know why they would let a franchise run that long. Nine movies is just. Ridiculous. So they could send. No, here's the thing. They, I don't think they actually are writing anything anymore. They just come up with ideas for stunts, and then they write the movie around the stunts they come around up with. Around the, the mm-hmm. that's the only logical explanation. And then again, it may not be logical. Anyway, uh, here's the thing. It made 136 million in China opening weekend, and then it went down to 20.8. Because the communists the said weekend. no. <laughs> also, because it probably is the the horse is dead and been beaten. Nah, nah, they they, they still they, those those old movies are still making good money over there. China, the 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 Chinese government said, "Oh, you oh you think you're gonna get away with that shit?" And they they told everybody, "Don't go." Just like just like when they no, cut they down- apologized. They wouldn't have let it debut at at one thirty six if if that was the case. Mm-mm. I think it just, it. I Chinese. think it. I think it dropped on its own mirror. Chinese, the Chinese learn how to fluctuate that shit, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where I believe that this will be a terrible movie. Um, I probably would rather watch it on, uh, on some type of streaming service, and I could at least enjoy it somewhat. Like I, like Mortal Kombat. It's gonna be that level bad. But since I didn't oh, pay I need for it, I to get your it, HBO Max so I can watch Mortal Kombat. <laughs> watch it. But if I don't pay for it, I'll be okay. Okay. Well, but I've also I also just want to go to the movies as much as I can, even though uh, movie code needs to clean that shit off the wall. I don't know why we're shitting on walls. 
Come on, we just got the theater reopened, and y'all taking dumps on the wall. We gotta go to AMC, Joey. Only AMCs, man. Yep, only AMC. From only here AMC. Now. Go to AMC, Candace. You go spend your money. Spend your money at AMC uh, movie theater. Cause you bought the AMC stock. Is that why? I sure the fuck did. And I'm gonna be rich. Go see nobody. It's still in theaters. That was great. I saw that this weekend. It was absolutely excellent. I can pay for you and your family to get together in Atlanta, Chicago every weekend if y'all want to. If I can make this money. So oh, okay. I, so I, I sold my AMC stock, so I don't know what I'm going to get. Why? When did you sell it? Um, I don't know. When it, it went, it did that spike, and then it crashed again. I was like, let me get rid of it. Mm, see, that's the problem. You not a gambler, Candace. I'm trying to make a gamble. Not, Paper have, hands. So like surefire. I have no risk in my portfolio at all. Mm, sorry to hear that. I'm all risks. I am, I am a high risk. And I'm up $1,000 right now. <laughs> Shit, I'm up five hundred. <laughs> so. I'm down two hundred dollars. Mm. Well, well, diversify that. Gotta diversify your portfolio. Oh man, but we're gonna get out of here, Joey. It's been fun. It's been real. It actually has been real fun this week. Uh, we do wish our guest uh, a speedy recovery. Uh, he is somewhere in the in the ether, uh, maybe. Recovered from technical difficulties. Recovered from his technical difficulties, and he'll be on next time we get the podcast together. Oh, speaking of, uh, I still have a show uh, June 5th. Uh, so if you uh, want free tickets, uh, DM us uh, with your favorite part of this week's episode. All right. The phrase that pays this week is boontoggle. What? Yeah. It's not a phrase. Oh, is that the phrase? Uh, we might be happy without this. No, That's the say- phrase that pays. We might be happy without this. <laughs> Candace, you got anything going on there? Yeah, I have several shows. Too many to name. Follow me on Instagram, just underscore Candace. I'll post the poster. Humble fucking brag once again from Candace, uh, the queen of uh, queen of pretty funny Jersey. Uh, I am DJ Marcus. Again, you can find me at the funny hole. In uh, Camp Springs, Maryland, I will be there this week doing my DJ thing. That's right, the Funny Hole, Camp Springs, Maryland. Uh, every time you look for DJ Mark, <laughs> don't look up the Funny Hole, Joey. <laughs> You'll find DJ Marcus every week, every Friday night at the Funny Hole. So just come on by, stop by the DJ booth. I may play a song. Is it a cave? Because it says images for Funny Hole Camp Springs, and there's a cave. (laughs) Hey, hey, you never know. But we're the Doc Comedy team. This is the Doc Comedy Podcast. We'll see you next time. More fun and more thrills on the Doc Comedy Podcast. You are are delayed, Candace, just so you know. (laughs) No, you delayed a beat. You usually do it faster. Oh, man. We'll see you next time. waiting for Joey, who didn't join in any damn I didn't know we were doing it today. This is what happens uh, when we don't have pre-show meetings. <laughs>